After the Denver home series, we, the Warriors, take a commanding 3-1 lead. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my Splash Bro, and my co-host, Zach. Um, let's just say the MVP is not going to get swept at this point. I feel like um, I don't want to talk about the refs, but uh denver got a pretty nice whistle in game four so uh, how you been my guy zach starba had a master class i'm gonna put it in right here i'm not one for conspiracy theories or anything but you look at scott foster and how chris paul performs or what chris paul's record is when scott foster refs those games he's like 0 14 or something but yeah, shout, out, shout out to Scott Foster last year when he made sure that the Bucks won the finals and CP3 did not win a ring. Shout out to S- Scott Foster. With Zach Zarba, I think he must have gotten some tip from Adam Silver saying that you need to make sure that Denver makes this competitive so it's not a sweep. Um, and I also think now we've been criticizing Joe Lacob and Bob Myers. Yeah, I was going to bring but that I, up. <laughs> I, I seriously think that Joe Lacob told Steve to throw the game because he wanted to make more cash at Chase Center for game five. And I think he has to find some way to pay for this team, to pay for Jordan Poole's contract. So he was like, Steve, we need game five so we can pay for Jordan Poole's contract this summer. That's what happened. So... I mean, I think, I think Chase Center gets $30 million in revenue each game. I'm not 100% exactly. sure about that number, but that's what I heard on Twitter so, space. Joe's listening. Come on, man. Let's, let, let's, let, let's dip the prices for the nosebleeds at least. So let the boys get in. Um, but I would have liked to sweep. Um, just to preview what we'll be talking about, just get my thoughts. I'd like a sweep. I think that would have benefited the Warriors long term for rest wise. Um, but the postseason, I thought this series would be Warriors in five because I knew that the Nuggets would have one game at home where I think they wouldn't go down easy, and that obviously happened. Um, and Nikola Jokic is one hell of a player, and he's pretty special. And I, think I have him in the category of special right now with Giannis. So, I mean – Got to give all props to the Nuggets. Monte Morris turned into game six. Clay Thompson hit like five threes in the third quarter. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Um, but I think the Warriors deserve to lose game four. Uh, they did not play well throughout the majority of the game. But, I mean, we'll get into this. So, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, let's, for let's sure. Um, I feel right like. In. Yeah, I feel like game four is going to be most of this episode's talking point. But um, I feel like we should talk about game three. Um, I feel like this game was really pivotal for both teams. You go into Denver, um, Denver's looking to bounce back after going down 2-0. And if you're the Warriors, you do want to take that commanding 3-0 lead. And they did just that. Uh, Steph, Clay, and JP, they all they all shined. I think uh, 27, 26, and like 26 for all three of them, uh, which is really good. Um, but I feel like most of this game came down to the last few possessions of the game. Um, I do talk about that fourth quarter. Um, Andrew Wiggins, he had the biggest two possessions of this game. He hit that corner three 
which he initially missed first. You know, he didn't turn into Harrison Barnes where he missed both three open, wide open corner threes. He hit one uh, open three to like put them up like two. Huh? Yeah, I think they put him up two. Harry B didn't not show up in 2016, but he's a damn Warriors legend. He is, he is. But uh, I think Harry B left a sour taste in people's mouth after that series. Yeah, he did. But I mean, he's busy really, he's busy right now stealing money from the Kings, so. Yeah, he's doing he's doing some special things. And Andrew Wiggins, man, all I want from him is playing good defense, putting putting in a couple buckets, making big time plays, and that's what he did in Game Three, especially with that offensive rebound. Oh, um, for sure. With three guys, yeah, three exactly. Nuggets guys, yeah. there were three yeah, Nuggets then- players who just stood there, just stood there. And Charles Barkley in the post game po- pointed out, um, um. Uh, pointed out that there were three guys just standing there and Andrew Wiggins was at the corner three point line and he ran in to the paint, got the board, kicked it out. And I think that was to, and then Steph kicked it up to Jordan Poole who went in to the paint and laid it up. I think that's how it went. So. Yeah. It was a nasty, it was a nasty ass layup by a JP. Um, That was an acrobatic finish. And I really liked how he went for the open layup instead of going for the open three. In today's day and age, people would have settled for that three, um, but uh, Jordan Poole wasn't like that. He said, give me the contact. I do want to get the easy two, and that he did. Um, I do want to talk about – He is. He is. I do want to talk about um, that defensive play on Jokic by Dre. Um, That right there was – that the reason is what a why. defensive player of the year does. And that's Thank you why for finishing should, my statement. That's why he should have more defensive player of the years. And there's one person in particular who has two people in particular who have two of Draymond's defensive player of the year awards that he should have won. Rudy Gobert and Kawhi Leonard, like I said before. Um, but that point just that point in the game just proves how special Draymond is even though he's not scoring tons of points doesn't matter he can make a play that he, he's just the player that he's the glue guy he glues the, all, everything the Warriors do together and that's how the Warriors win he's that guy he's the glue guy exactly yeah exactly he's the heart of this team um he's a defensive anchor and he's the offensive playmaker and obviously when you take out Draymond um it kind of starts to fall apart. Um, we saw that with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, game four, when he fouled out. Um, it was pretty close. Uh, let's start getting to game four since um, game three was a great thriller. They went up 3-0, but I feel like most of it's going to be about game four this episode. Um, I do Overall, um, what do you think about this game? I feel like... I'd like to point out one thing that game three showed me. Uh, Jordan Poole is a top 25 player in the NBA right now. That may be a little bit of a hot take, um, but he didn't play. Pretty like hot. He, was, he didn't play like he was a top 25 player in the NBA in game four. But I seriously think with the talent that he has, when Steph, Clay, and Draymond are done, I seriously think he can win an MVP. That may be a he hot could. take too. Um, I think um, – him and Jonathan Kaminga are going to be so important. I think they're going to be special for the Warriors' future. And I'd like to 
I know the Warriors, they messed up the number two pick. I It sucks that James Wiseman's been out for a year, but I think you can all say now, this is going really off topic, but let's keep it going, um, that the Warriors, yeah, sure. Warriors may that. have messed up the number two pick. But I would like to point out, I've told you this before, I think the Warriors drafted yeah. LaMelo Ball. I don't think Jordan Poole would be the player he is today. Yeah, uh, that's that's very true. Um, you look at the development that Jordan Poole has, and I don't think he has that same growth, that same breakout season. If LaMelo Ball was on this team, um, there would probably be talks of trading either Poole or LaMelo um, if um, LaMelo was drafted because you don't want to have two guards in that future lineup um, later on. Uh, but I'll start to bring it back to game four. Um this was kind of like a common loss we saw for the Warriors throughout this whole season. Um, it's always two or three things. There's too much fouling. There was too many turnovers and there was missed free throws at big points. I think the turnovers, I think there was 20 and the fouling kind of seemed ridiculous. Um, obviously there were some soft calls, but there were, it just felt like really tacky fouls from the Warriors that they didn't even need to do. But that's just how it is with the Warriors. You're just going to have to take that double-edged sword that comes with this team. Um, were you surprised with how Steph missed four free throws tonight? I feel like that was that was big, too. Um, I was surprised. <laughs> uh, from a guy who's easily the NBA's greatest free throw shooter, it was surprising um, to see that he missed four free throws. But... I'd like to point out that the NBA really needs to adjust what they do with fouls. There are some calls that they just need to let the players play. That sixth sixth foul on Draymond, that was a foul, yes, obviously. But I think – I'm going to get uh, slack for this. But I think – Yeah, it was a foul, though. It was a foul, but I don't think it should have been called with two minutes left. I think it was a little rough, but I don't think it should have been called. But what made me the most angry is that you put Clay – Steve puts Clay back in with six seconds left. Do I think he should have done that? No. But it puts Clay back in. Clay nudges that wasn't Austin a foul. Rivers. That was nudges not a Austin foul. Rivers to get wide open. And Zach Zarber blows the whistle. That was not even close to a foul. That should never have been called, even in the regular season, and especially not in the playoffs. Um, and you saw it; you've seen it throughout every series. You saw it last night against Memphis. Memphis and the Timberwolves fouls left and right. I think the Pelicans had thirty-nine free throws tonight. Attempts. They did. And, that's yeah. not. That's, that's twenty-nine. Kind of... I think they were like they had thirty-eight free throw attempts. Um, I just, man, like, can we just let the players play? Um, but what I'm surprised about is I'm surprised that that those first couple, I think the first minute or two when Draymond got into it, Aaron Gordon, that Draymond didn't get a flagrant. I would thought he would have got, wouldn't gotten. A, I thought he was going to get technical, bro. Yeah. I don't know that he did. They did, he, but they, like, he got, they both got double technicals. But I thought Draymond either would have been ejected because it's Draymond, or he twenty seconds a, into the game, he would have gotten a flagrant, which is. Typical NBA because Draymond, we know Draymond's history. 
You missed game five in the NBA final. Yeah, we don't need to go. Give me yeah, we don't need. It's like it's like a it's like yeah. a repeating history. We keep saying it over and over, but like we, we know we don't need to go down that road. But yeah. overall, what I was saying is that just let the players play, man. You got to call the fouls that are fouls, and if it's a little soft, don't blow the whistle. Just don't blow the whistle. But like you said, I think the Warriors there were too many mistakes. Um, I think I don't think the Warriors should have been in this game to begin with. They were down. They should have been down twenty. Honestly. I think. I think at the start of the fourth quarter, when they were only down eight, ten. I, ten, I think they were down ten. They were down ten, think, and they went like a at run. The start of the fourth quarter, they should have. I think at it was least 10. been down twenty-five points. Um, they should have. They should have not lost his game by under five points at all. They, they had no business losing 126 to 121. No business at all. But the Nuggets, obviously, they showed their weaknesses, and the Warriors took advantage of that. Got the game into single digits, like Bob Fitzgerald loves to say. Um, and But like I said before, I don't think – now I'm repeating myself, but I just don't think that the Warriors were going to sweep the Nuggets. I with Nicole Jokic defending MVP, probably him or Embiid being MVP this year, maybe Giannis, but I just didn't see the Nuggets going down without a fight. Yeah, I agree with that too, but um, I feel like the Warriors had so many opportunities to take the sweep and to take the, the 4-0 edge. I mean, if you have a chance to take it, you take it. We've seen with how many extra games that does to a playoff team. Um, it puts a lot of mileage on the team. It puts a lot of wear and tear on the team. We saw in 2019, I'll give an example, um, that six, Clippers series. Clippers series should have no business being in game six. but Yeah, it should, have not, it should have not gone to game six. It should have been a four-game sweep. And because of that two extra games, that wear and tear probably could have led – that led to the KD calf strength and the eventual Achilles uh, tear – and the eventual clay ACL tear. Exactly. You don't want to. You don't want to play with fire. That's what you I'm trying to say. Do not want to play with your play with your food in the playoffs. I don't. I think at the beginning of this game, the Warriors were playing with their food a little bit. They're committing stupid mistakes. I don't think they were going to win this game. I think the Nuggets were going to come out and. I thought the Nuggets were going to win at least one game at home, but I think Game Five is a must win no matter what. There it, it is. You cannot go back to Denver, especially with how the Grizzlies and the T-Wolves series is playing out. That get, that series might go seven as they're tied 2-2 two two, heading into game five Tuesday, I think, or Monday, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, but they, they just need to win on Wednesday. They need to take care of business. I think they will, knock on wood, but they cannot <laughs> go back to Denver. Please, please. You can't give the Nuggets any hope, any hope that they'll win this series. Um, but what I want to the, ask there you, there were a lot of. Oh, you go can ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Continue. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I no, 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 ask, no, Go ahead. I want to ask you: Does Steph go start ahead. on Wednesday in Game Five? He should. Um, obviously, the minutes restriction is going to be lifted. Um, sorry, give me a second. I have to sneeze. <laughs> you can edit that out. You can edit that out, but um, no, we're good. Keep this live and fresh. Okay, but um, I do think that Steph is gonna start. Um, I don't know who's gonna 
be coming off the bench if you put that if you put Steph back into the lineup. But you don't want to screw around. Like, don't experiment with Steph coming off the bench. I think it was going to be like if the Warriors lose one of these games with Steph coming off the bench, you scrap that and you let him start. Um, that's just my opinion. Do you think he should start game five, game five or no? Um, I don't want to hurt Jordan Poole's confidence at all. And I don't know if putting him on the bench will do that, but I think he should start. Um, do Personally, I think that the death lineup should start, but I don't think Steve puts Looney on the bench um, starting against Jokic. Because if you really realistically... It puts too much stress on Draymond. Yeah, if you realistically look at it, Looney did not do a terrible job against Jokic. He did a pretty good job. That final possession, he stayed with Jokic, and that open Will Barton three was because of Steph providing too much help on defense in a position where he didn't need to be at all. He should have been... Oh, that's also a problem with today's game, too, was the whole overhelping. Exactly. Overhelping, overpassing is what I noticed. Um, And I think that's a weakness that Steph has as a defender. Does way too many, way too much overhelping, and especially it was especially present on that last play. But um, I think I'd like to see this lineup of Steph or Steph Jordan Poole, Clay Wiggins, and Draymond. I don't think that'll happen because I don't think Steve wants to risk Draymond getting early fouls, um, especially against Jokic. And I think you'd rather have. Who's going to risk a guy getting fouls and sending Jokic to the line? It would be Looney. Um, so I think Steph should start, and I think it should be the normal lineup they've had all year when Clay has been healthy with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Loon. Um, but I think in later series going down the stretch, if you play the Grizzlies or if you play the Timberwolves in the second round, I think. Against the Timberwolves, you obviously have to have Looney out there because you'll be going up against Cat. But I think against the Grizzlies, who are you could start team, the death lineup right who, away. Who are another team who likes to play fast and are somewhat small. I mean, they have Stephen Adams and Xavier Tillman. Shout out, uh, Michigan State legend. Um, but I think I'd start the death lineup against the Grizzlies. I think. I mean, the, what are they? They'll probably have a second lineup of John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, they have Jaron Jackson Jr., another Michigan State legend. Shout out. Um, but I think death lineup against the Grizzlies. I mean, overall, I'm getting off topic, but I'd like to see Steph start. And if I were Steve Kerr's number one trusted advisor, I would advise Steve to start. PTSD, the lineup with Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green. Yeah, um, like with that, like we said, you don't want to risk uh, the whole foul early situation. And we saw that today in game four where Clay got two early fouls and he had to look to the bench. Um, the bench was kind of really bad today, let's be honest. If you take out the Steph points. I don't, I don't think... It's necessarily Steve's fault with his substitutions. I think he's managed them well all season. He did. He did. Iggy, uh, Iggy has been god. He's been atrocious. He's been atrocious in games three and four. I think he had only one rebound today, and there were two points where he 
refuse to take a take it a layup and decide to kick it out to Wiggins, who missed an open jumper, and kick it out to Clay, who missed an open jumper. I understand kicking out to Clay, who's a knockdown shooter, but no offense to Wiggins at all. But I, I think you need to take that layup when you're, you're open like that, especially um, when you're down too. Like you exactly. don't want to you don't want to like risk freebies. Exactly. Like you, that's a freebie right there. Just go up. Yeah. And if you get contact, you're going you're going to the free throw line. It's it's pretty straightforward. Iggy's a veteran; he knows that, and he should have been going up when he was like two feet in the paint. Like I don't get why he did it. He did that, but I feel like I think it, yeah yeah his time is kind of done at this point. And no he, no disrespect he, to Iggy, no disrespect I, to Iggy, yeah. but like I think he you know, provided quality minutes in game one and two, but these past two games have been awful. Um, P2 coming off the bench, she's been – I think he just provides the spark. In game three, he had multiple – I think he had – He had 11 points. He, had, he yeah. had three threes were really huge, but yeah. obviously um, – I think he's been important, just an important spark off the bench who plays great defense. Um, Belly, I, I think his time's up. I don't want to see him in the rotation. I think he's just been struggling against Jokic. Um, I'd rather see Jonathan Kaminga, who made his playoff debut today, and what at do you first, think of his debut? What did you first, think of it? He struggled. It looked like he was out it there. It looked like, like he was lost. Yeah, it looked like he was lost out there, which is why I said he's just out there doing cardio. But <laughs> he eventually got into it. He scored nine points. Um, he played some pretty good defense in that that he showed his explosiveness and athleticism with that nice slam. Um, I'd prefer Kaminga over Belly. Um, and I think Otto Porter provides some good minutes. It just Otto needs to get the shot right he just yeah it's just it hasn't been going down for him um but he does provide quality minutes and i think him as a big also provides some minutes when draymond needs to sit um but that i mean you can trans move into the final possession if you want to take that away with Uh, before before we do i feel like we've been talking about the negatives in this game but the two positives in this game, I want to say, is Clay with 30-plus for the first time in the playoffs uh, since 2019 in Game 6, and Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was amazing this game. Andrew he kept Wiggins the Warriors afloat. He was the Warriors' best player today. Um, I agree with that. Clay, uh, I, I don't give it to Clay because he got into foul trouble early and he committed some dumb fouls, but Wiggins, once again, if you take everyone out, if you take everyone out, including Jokic, I think Wiggins is probably the best, second best rebounder on the floor. Um, he had eight rebounds, I think, in game one. And I think he had nine or ten. Same, in game same two, the same amount. Or same amount in game two. He just knows how to get on the glass, and I think he does that extremely well. Um, and that's key for limiting limiting the Nuggets getting second possessions. Um, but yeah, I agree. Andrew Wiggins was the Warriors' best player tonight or this afternoon um yeah and and time to get into that final play all right so the final play uh for the warriors it well second to last play for the warriors um the warriors were down two and the entire fourth quarter the warriors game plan was was to attack Jokic in a high pick and roll with steph and it has worked every single time they attacked him. They got easy layups. And Michael Malone's, um, the coach of the Denver Nuggets, this he said, okay, we're going to take out Jokic. And 
even Jokic saw this final play from the Warriors like hey, right by away. Way, by the way, this is after Draymond has fouled out. So. Yeah, this is yeah. This is 39, I think 37 seconds left, I think. Um Otto Porter is taking it out from like kind of like like a little past the half court uh line. Um you would think that either Steph or Clay gets the ball in this situation. But Steve Kerr decides to get a little cute and tries to lob it up to Andrew Wiggins, um, which was, I think the pass was a little short. If Otto Porter just throws it higher, farther, I think that's fine. But I do question that play. Um, I do question why he decided to go with that play, especially with how Steph was playing in the fourth quarter. He had 15 points in the fourth quarter, and you go with the hand that's cooking, right? Um I don't think Steph was even doubled. I think he was coming down the pin down from Clay, and he was open. Um, I don't think Otto saw it, but um, I was confused with that final play. If that worked, you know, everything would have been different. But even then, I do want Steph or Clay or even Jordan Poole to have the ball in the, uh, their hands with that situation. That play with Wiggins only is possible, like feasible if it's like two seconds left. The problem is, is that the Warriors had a full shot clock and I don't get what Steve Kerr was thinking there. And I know he said he took that back in the postgame presser, but Steve, yeah, (laughs) but like, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, Yeah. I wasn't just, I wasn't, I was just more disappointed in that final play because um, you don't give a chance to Steph to like, say, Hey, get us a basket when you need it. And he shows Steph showed today that, you know, he, can give you a bucket when needed to like he did earlier when I think they were down one or something. And Steph did that step back to, to give them the lead. So like I said before, I don't understand the final play where Wiggins with the lob pass, even yo, like I said earlier before Jokic even saw the play coming. So Zach real time reaction from that play. Do you remember what your reaction was? Um, I said WTF, but like all letters actually said out loud. Um, so what the beep? Um, and I was disappointed. Um, I think if Draymond was in, was in the game and in Otto's position, I don't think he would have passed the Wiggins, even if Steve drew up that play. I think he would have gotten the ball to Steph, but I also think that if Draymond didn't foul out, the Warriors would have won this game. Um, I mean, I, I I just didn't understand the play. I understand, especially the thing that bothered me the most a little bit was that Jokic knew that it was a lob. He was telling his teammates that it was a lob, and the Warriors didn't notice that, or I, I don't understand how they didn't notice that at all, and they didn't call an audible or something, like in football. What is this, football? Yeah, <laughs> an <yeah>. audible. <laughs> I mean, they could have done something else. They could have just. Um, they should have just done the Houston I think, thing. I think. I think if he auto elevated the ball a little bit more through it, you have to put into the fact that Andrew Riggins is six seven. I think Austin Rivers and forty inch vertical. Yeah, Austin Rivers is six four, and. Austin Rivers was like cornerback intercepting that ball over 
a wide receiver who's three inches taller than him. That doesn't make Andrew Wiggins look too good. Obviously, it was not a very good pass, but I, I just think that that whole possession was uh, – trying to think of some good words. Um, stupid. This is confusing. Yeah, yeah stupid. Um, Otto Porto kind of looked like Jimmy G, bro. He looked like Jimmy G. Yeah, he was out there like Jimmy G and Jared Goff just like – Damn, Debo Samuel or Amon Ross St. Brown's out there somewhere and throws it up. Like, okay, man. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that he should have just – I know you can't audible in basketball, but I think they should have just – he just should have just scrapped the play. Let me find Steph. And Steph would have – and which is why I agree with you 100% that if, in that final game, if, in a final second possession, even if it's game seven in the NBA finals – you put it – I don't care how clutch Steph is and how much slander he gets for not being clutch. You put it in Steph Curry's hands no matter what. Down the stretch, I think that shot he made with – I think it was under a minute left he made that shot where he made that clutch two or three to tie the game. It was a two. It was, it was a two. two. It was a two to put them up one. A two to put them up one. I said that's pretty damn clutch. So put it in Steph Curry's hands. Um, he's the greatest player on the planet, and he's the greatest shooter of all time. Just put it in his hands. Steph Curry or Clay. I think Clay, you have the benefit of I think he can adjust his shot and get a better shot by putting a little bit um with his uh length, but you saw Steph against Jokic in that one play where he diced up he Jokic. Cooked him. Yeah, he diced cooked up Jokic on like three straight plays. Yeah, diced up Jokic and took it in for a layup. I mean, I just the moral of the story, I think. It was a bad play call. Of course, Steve said in the post-game press conference that, oh, it's my fault. Yeah, classic Steve. We've heard that before. He's been coaching this team for eight years. So, um, Not surprised he said that. We, yeah, we've we've heard that a lot the past two years, actually. Oh, past three years because you got to include the tank year. Um, but, I mean, what can you do? You have a 3-1 series lead, and now you got to close it out on Wednesday. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, t- close out the whole game four talk. I mean, I think big picture wise, I feel like this was encouraging. Um, The Warriors were down the entire game. They clawed their way back. They even, they didn't even shoot it that well. Um, It was like probably the worst basketball they played this series and they only lost by five. So I think this was really encouraging. They took Denver's best shot. I think this was Denver's best game that they played and credit to them. Um, So um, like I, like you said, um, they have to close it out game five, no excuses, close it out in front of the fans, and let's get it rolling. Like that's how exactly. it's supposed to be done. Exactly. Um yeah. One thing so, I want to uh, get into. I want to talk ahead. about go the ahead. Brooklyn Nets. Okay, yeah. We both said, uh, said we, we both said that the Nets would win seven games and that we couldn't see Katie and Kyrie losing after going down. I think when we recorded it was before game two. So we couldn't see them. Going down. I think it was low. after game two. I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, whatever. Yeah. We couldn't we couldn't see them losing this series. And the Boston Celtics with Jason Tatum, who is that guy, by the way, are up 3-0 after beating the Nets in Brooklyn. What I want to get into real quick <laughs> is I know man, this is gonna be fun. 
Kevin Durant left in 2016. He left the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's give a backstory for any viewers or listeners who do not know anything about Kevin Durant and how and how long he was on the Warriors, what happened. He left Oklahoma City Thunder in 2016 and joined the Golden State Warriors. I remember that exact day on July 4th. I was in San Francisco for a Giants game. Probably one of the best days. I wouldn't say it's one of the best days of my life. It's Kevin Durant because... All right, but yeah, Kevin Durant joined the Warriors after they blew the three-one series lead to the Cavs. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. That's that's irrelevant. That gives me PTSD. Um, <laughs> Kevin Durant is on the Warriors. They win in twenty seventeen. They beat LeBron. They win in twenty eighteen. They sweep LeBron. Twenty nineteen comes around. The beginning of the year, Draymond and KD get into an argument. You can tell the team's chemistries. All effed up. It's yeah. like the NBA 2K thing where chemistry goes down. Exactly. Team morale's down. Everyone's healthy. They go into the postseason. They beat the Clippers in six. They beat the Rockets. KD strains his calf. Warriors play the Blazers. People said the Blazers would give the Warriors trouble. Okay, yeah, the Warriors sweep them. Um, and then KD comes back for game five in Toronto. We all know how that goes. KD tears his Achilles. Um, I start crying. Bob Myers, Bob Myers is crying at the podium. Um, and then as me as an optimist, I'm saying the words are going to come back and win this damn series. Clay goes off and he tears his ACL and I start crying again. Um, and the Warriors losing six, by the way, everyone, I just need to point out that if all five, if Katie and Clay were healthy, um, the Warriors beat the Raptors in five. I don't care about Fred Van Fleet chucking shit, chucking crap from 35 feet and making it. The Warriors are still winning five games, and I don't care what Drake says either. Um, that happens. Katie joins the Nets. Kyrie joins the Nets. I'd like to point out that I think the first year with Katie and Kyrie, Katie was out. The Nets, um, I think they made it to the bubble, but I don't think Katie and Kyrie played. I think they got um, swept. I think yeah, they got think, swept in the they, bubble. I think they got swept. Um, I don't think either of them played in their first year. Um, they made the idiotic decision of trading for James Harden. Um, they get James Harden. Um, James Harden, by the way, actually in the postseason, carries them through round one because Katie and Kyrie both aren't playing. Then they play against the Bucks. They lose in seven to the Bucks. I like the point. And then this season happens where Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated. The war- nets are a mess and we're blaming Steve Nash. Um, I'd like to point out, let's, let's compare this. So the warriors, man, this is, this is a long segment, but I'm yeah, I, I love the, love the so, I love the context. So the warriors let's compare after the breakup in 2019, 2019 Steph breaks his hand. Draymond, I guess he just sits on the bench, basically. He didn't really play much. And then we had Eric Paschal and young Jordan Poole and Juan Descano-Anderson. Who the hell is Mari Spellman, Kai Bowman. Mari Spellman. Glenn Robinson. It was the, it was the Warriors League team, and they won 14 games before COVID shut down the league. The Nets, they made it to the bubble. Okay. So those are the two years. That's the first year. Second year, 2020-2021. It's the mediocre Warriors led by a – MVP candidate Steph, who goes off and carries the team to the playing game. Warriors do the playing game. Nets make it all the way to second round. Third year, the Warriors start off hot. 
Warriors and the Suns are the best two teams in the league. Warriors go through some troubles in the middle of the year, like any any team would. They stumble to the playoffs in a little bit of a drag spin. Warriors are 53 and 29. They're a third place team. Let's go to the Nets side. Yeah, the Nets were completely effed up this year. Kyrie didn't get vaccinated, so he was playing part time. Then they trade James Harden away for Ben Simmons, who, by the way, Ben Simmons has not played a damn game and he won't play in game four. So let's compare. The Warriors are title contenders and the Nets aren't, and they're going to get swept in the first round. So the moral of the story is, is that if Kevin Durant stayed in Golden State, I think Kevin Durant would have won at least two to three more championships. And this is why I'd like to make the point that I think Kevin Durant has been, was carried by Steph Curry. Oh my God. I actually said this like live on air now. Um, I think I like to point it out that I think Katie is a generational player and he's one of the greatest players to play the game. I think him and Steph were easily one of the best duos of all time. I'm not saying, well, I just said that he got carried by Steph, but um, I think. Don't contradict yourself, brother. Not contradicting myself. I just think Steph, what, 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 what Katie is showing me right now is that he took, he left rings and championships and a great legacy with Golden State for Kyrie and the Nets and money and nothing, basically. He's going to have nothing. I don't think they will ever. he will ever win a ring in Brooklyn. And Steph this year, he may win his fourth ring with Clay, Draymond, Jordan Poole. I'm not going to jinx any of that knock on wood. So I, oh, moral of the story, this was a long segment, but I think there was a little bit – I think Katie had, was carried by Steph during those years because that's. I'll how simplify this for you. I'll simplify this for you. Kevin Durant needed Steph more than Steph needed Kevin Durant. Exactly. We we saw the games in Oklahoma City where every time he takes a dribble, he's doubled. Every time he penetrates, there's always help coming off, sagging off Westbrook, Roberson, or whoever on that OKC team. When he came to Golden State, those double teams were focused on Steph. Every time Steph dealt, goes into penetration, the double comes into Steph, rather leaves Katie wide open for a three. We saw in the 2018 finals, even Ty Lue said this. Um, he said that they would rather blitz Steph Curry than giving up a, a wide open dunk to Kevin Durant. What, is that, what does that say? What does that say? That Steph Curry is more lethal than Kevin Durant as a player down the stretch in close games. Just made, I'm, I'm pointing it out. Katie is a hell of a player. He's a generational type player, but I'm riding with Steph. Steph Curry carried Kevin Durant to those two championships, and Katie will not be the is not will not have the accomplishments he has today without Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, which is obvious. But I don't think he will win another ring because he did not he denied not coming back to Golden State to win any more championships. Plain and simple. I think I think it was a bad breakup, like any bad breakup. I don't think KD liked any of the I think 2019 was such a bad year. I just don't think 
TA wanted to, I think he had one foot out the door. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think he should have stayed. That's my thought. I think he won. Yeah, more, like would have won more rings. Without him, I just think he should have stayed. That's my thought. Yeah, um, but I, you know, that's that happened. He made his decision. You look at the games that he's playing today. Look at Golden State. Look at where he's at with the Nets. The whole Nets stuff. It's basically the OKC stuff all over again. Where he always has the ball in his hands. He has to make a play. All his teammates say, "Hey, get us a bucket. We need you." And every single time he tries to penetrate into the in the hoop, there's always going to be a double. And he always wants to force it every single time. I saw a break. I saw like a game breakdown of like game one in, I think the the Celtics game, game one. Uh, Dragic was open with four seconds left. Kevin Durant decides not to pass it. He wants to be the hero. That's what Kevin Durant is. He's probably one of the best scorers out there. But when it comes to leading a team, I do not want Kevin Durant leading my team. I'm being straight up honest. I'd rather exactly. want Steph Curry. And I seriously think, and I seriously think that's one reason why he left is because he did not want to be in Steph Curry's shadow. Joining the Warriors, I think you need to know that it's Steph Curry's team. He was the one who who he was the one who got to this team first out of any player on the roster. Then it was Clay. Then it was Draymond. It's that damn simple, man. I don't. Moral of the story is what I'm trying to say is that Kevin Durant should have stayed with Golden State if he wanted to have more championships, more rings, a better legacy, etc. And this proves my point with how he's playing now with the Nets and how I don't think he will win another ring. That Steph Curry is that guy, and he. Okay, I also want to say too, I know people will say box score and like, oh, uh, KD averaged more than Steph in the finals. I know well, it's, who saw more double teams. I do want to, I'll break this down for you. In the Cavs series, you know the reason why KD gets so many dunks and fast breaks? The Cavs decided to double Steph in transition and give up a wide open dunk to Kevin Durant. That is the reason why his stats were really good. Exactly. Obviously, you can make the argument for Steph that 2018 Finals MVP should have been his. I think it is. Uh, 2017 was KD's without a doubt because of the whole storyline context. But, I mean, with the way things are panning out now, the KD slander has been starting to be true. Like, KD <laughs> without a super team is kind of garbage. Like, KD needs a super team to win. He does. And it's, starting, he and does. it's starting it's, to become true. He does. He need and he's he down three zero Warriors to stay relevant, and he's down three zero against the Celtics. Yeah, not to and stay he's relevant, gonna lose, and he's uh, gonna I, lose. I wouldn't say not to stay relevant, but he needed a super team to win important games to get to the mountaintop, and I think Kyrie is a very good player. I thought that James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant team would go far, but I. I thought that they were the team to beat, but I I didn't think it was going to work out. It's just, you have three guys who all need the ball in their hands and it didn't work out because of that. Um, but moral of the story, like I said before, like we both said, that Kevin Durant is deserving some of that slander that he's receiving right now. But final segment, that was way too long. My goodness. 
Boston okay, let's keep this rapid fire then. Let's keep Boston, it rapid fire Boston then for this. Who do you want to see? I think those are the two best teams in the East. Who do you want to see if the Warriors make it to the finals? Boston. I say Boston. I don't want Milwaukee because Gian- Giannis would just literally destroy this team. Giannis is too much of a monster. But let me point out that the Warriors did destroy the Bucks when they had that when they had the Jordan Poole, Clay, Steph lineup in its like first debut showing at home at Chase Center. They did they did destroy the Bucks during that game. I think Draymond can handle Giannis, but I still think Giannis will be Giannis will still get his numbers. When they played that game in Milwaukee without Draymond, yeah, the Warriors lost by forty. So, um, I prefer, yeah, I think I'd rather have the Celtics just based on the matchup. But yeah, both would be great series, though. I wouldn't lie; I'm not gonna lie. Both series would be really fun to watch. Now we just pray the Warriors get the job done on Wednesday to move on to the next round. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah, survey episode number 85 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Um, we uh hope you enjoyed this lovely episode. Um, I did not, I apologize. I think everyone deserves some context about Kevin Durant's situation. So, hope we've provided you with a nice little trip down memory lane. Um, follow us on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter, Dubs Pod. And uh, Make sure you check out the Warriors Wednesday night, 7 p.m. TNT, Warriors Nuggets Game 5 at Chase Center. If you're going to the game, be loud, baby. Warriors have a chance to move on to the second round, and let's hope they do it. Amen. Yes, sir.